In Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, it just says this, Brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This morning, I want us, before we press on to some of where I believe God is taking us in the future for the next 10 years and beyond, it's important sometimes to stop and celebrate. You know, I don't know about you guys, but in my, my, my natural state sometimes is, is even when something good is happening, sometimes I'll end up focusing on the things that I wish went differently. Sometimes I'll want to just move ahead already and start thinking about what the next thing is. Any, anyone with me on that? Where sometimes it's hard to just stop and just be thankful. You know, we're in this season of Thanksgiving that's coming up this uh, Thursday, and many of us will probably gather around a table and we'll talk about what we're thankful for. So this morning, I just wanted to bring to our attention some things that I believe are praiseworthy, things that are admirable, excellent. Um, and, and before I say these things, let me just say this. In, in a 10-year period, our church has gone through a lot of different transitions. It just has. Uh, like any sort of family, there are things that happen. There are curveballs. There are many things. And uh, let me just say, as a person who, who was here, wasn't here for the first five years, has been part of, the, part of the other five years, I truly believe this, and I don't say this with any uh, superficiality. I don't say this to sound hokey, but I truly believe that there is an anointing blessing of God upon this place. That there have been things that uh, during the course of time, other places, uh, they may not have made it. They may not have done that. And I truly believe that our, our church is in a healthy, great place today because God's hand has been upon this place. Because many of you have been here and have stayed committed. Many of you have sacrificed. Many of you have still shown up and done amazing things. And so uh, let me just say, especially to those of you who have been here uh, for these past 10 years and even before that, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for sacrificing. Thank you so much for, as Ray and, and John both said, talking about putting aside preferences at times, uh, looking beyond what, what felt like made sense. Thank you so much. But here's some of the things why we do these things. Uh, do you guys know, and, and some of these stats were harder to find because uh, some of them, I just couldn't find them in records. But So some of these are, are more guesstimations. But even just in the last five years, we've, we've had about 50 people baptized. You, we should clap for that. That's a good thing. Like, I think that's, that's okay. Uh, that we know of, we've had over 40 uh, parent-child dedications. Parents and uh, saying we want to dedicate our children to the Lord. That's a really great thing. We know that we've given out over $350,000 to local missions and global missions and beyond. Yeah, we can clap, but that's a really great thing. I, I counted up, and this won't be on the screen. I, I tried to do some math this morning, which math I'm not very good at, So, but I think I was right. A, a conservative thing has been the fact that, you know, the recovery ministry has been a huge deal at our church for a long time, as you've known. Uh, but I, but I, I figured out uh, over uh, uh, 2,500 hours of, of recovery ministry has happened in this church. Uh, if you do the math on that, that's like 50 straight days. That's that's pretty amazing uh, to see that. Uh, other stats that I that I could tell you that we could just you know praise about, but we don't necessarily have numbers. Is there have been countless marriages that have been saved and restored because of ministries here? There's been constant. Uh, there, there's been numerous families that have been reunited because of just different uh, brokenness that's been happening. There's been children and youth who have had seeds that have planted some in which we've seen fruit, like we'll see with 
uh, Elizabeth as she gets baptized today, some that we still believe that God has not finished with them yet. We've seen uh, tons of community-wide events, things like Upward Basketball, things like our preschool. We have seen so many things, and it's because of the tool, the gift of this space that we have it. It's not that this is the end-all, be-all. It's not the most important thing. But let me just say to you, uh, church, well done and great job being good stewards. Great job using this to why, to, to why it was built in the first place, why it even makes sense. In Ephesians chapter 5, uh, verses 15 through 17, it just says this. It says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish but understand what the Lord's will is. You know, when we think about what it means to be rich, when we think about what it means even to, to, to use the term that a lot of us like to know is use, blessed. So much of it, in my opinion, as a follower of Jesus, has less to do with what the world says we should do, has less to do with what the world would say is rich, what is successful, what is good, and has far more to do with what does it look like to be sold out to live a life following after Jesus Christ? What does it look like to look into his word and seek out to be wise like him? My son Gideon has been sick the last couple weeks, and it has been awful. Let me just tell you guys. Uh, I Kudos again to the parents and the grandparents that stay home with children. God bless you and keep you, because, whew, I'm not made for that. But one of the things we, we Gideon still has loved to do most of this time is he likes to play catch with his ball. And so we'll go into the kitchen, and he'll always go, You ready, Daddy? You ready, Daddy? He'll say it about 20 times. And every time I respond back with yes, and he's got this big goofy grin on his face, and he passes me the ball, which is so great, and, I, and we love it. But then what happens afterwards is I'm supposed to pass the ball back to him. And, you know, I keep asking Gideon, are you ready, Gideon? Are you ready, Gideon? And 90% of the time he doesn't respond and he misses when I try to throw something back at him. Do you know why? Because this is him. If this is our oven right here and we have this glass oven that you can see, this is him the whole time just kind of looking at himself like, look at me, I look good. I look good. You know, I was thinking about it this week that that's foolish living. Foolish living sometimes is is just being so focused on ourselves, so focused on our own wants, our own needs, so focused on uh, fairness for ourselves. And here's what I think in some ways that verse from Ephesians means. It means to not lose sight of the will of God to not lose sight of the mission, to not come become focused on oneself. So as we look forward to the future, my hope and prayer is we're not like my son, staring at ourselves, saying, look how great we are. Look what I want. And I want us to look outwardly, ready to continue to pass out to our community, but to also receive back what God has for us, what his will is. So I want to talk just briefly this morning about where I see God taking us as a church. And I want to use it, use the backdrop. Maybe you've seen as you uh, have, have left the building before. Uh, we have four core values, our, our, our essentials, our four G's. They're gather, grow, give, and go. 
And I want to just briefly talk about each one of them and where I see God taking us in the next 10 years. Uh, in Hebrews uh, chapter 10, verse uh, 24 through 25, it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as we see the day of the Lord approaching. My friends, we talk about gathering here at South Creek being far more than just a Sunday morning experience, but I don't want to minimize that. We believe that, that, that God created us to be in community, to, 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 do, to do life with one another, to share each other's burdens, and to encourage one another. And so as I look towards the next 10 years, my hope is that we, as I talked about in Hebrews, don't grow weary. We don't stop meeting as some are in the, the, the habit of doing now, that, that doesn't mean like, hey, we're going to start handing out like attendance cards and like, you know, you get a gold star if you're here this many days and uh, you get kicked out if you don't. But what I think it means is to realize that when we miss church, we miss it, right? When we miss a small group, we miss it. When we miss Bible study, we miss it. And the whole concept of that is that we continue to gather together because that the, the, the church is not a building. The church is a gathered people. The church is not a location. The church is where the Spirit of God is dwelling among His people. And so we have to continue to gather. For those of us who have children and grandchildren, may I urge you for the fact that we live in a very downloadable world. You can, I guarantee you, without, like a, without very long, you can find a much better sermon than you hear from me every week. You probably can't find better music. I'm biased because I think they're really amazing. But there's so much that we can download and do on our own. And while our relationship with Jesus is wholly individualistic in the standpoint that no one can make a decision for you. Everyone has to make that decision themselves. You can't make a decision for your spouse or your children. They have to make it themselves. There is something to be said about making sure that we're bringing people, our children, our, our spouse, maybe who we don't feel like has, has really made that commitment yet. We have to get into those places where they're going to experience the presence and the love of God. And we believe that the church is also a place where you can't love God and not love the church. That would be like me saying, hey, I love you, but I hate your spouse. I'm down, I'm down, I'm down with you, hubby, but your wife... Sorry, can't do it. You can't, you can't pull those two apart. And so as we look to the next 10 years, my hope and my prayer is that you commit to trying to be here because your presence matters. It really does. It really does. But also I want to let you guys know that, man, God has been stirring in my heart lately, planting dreams in, in my heart that I don't even, I don't even know all of it. It's sort of like you ever wake up from a dream and uh, you don't really remember all of it and you're just so, you want to piece it together. You almost want to go back to sleep hoping that you'll, you'll continue on the dream. Um, but man, I just picture that in, in the next 10 years, gathering may look different. There may be different times. There may be different ways. There may be different ministries that who knows what God's going to do yet. And some of you, maybe God is planting the dream into your heart right now and you're going to be the one to, to, to carry on that. That's my hope. You know, I've loved the fact that uh, because of, uh, of many of your generosity, we've been able to be a part of things like church planting and, and sending missionaries across the globe to start new churches, new gathering places. Because, again, it's all about a family win. It's about the big C church continuing to grow and move beyond. So that's how I want to see us continue to gather. Grow. Grow for us is not just about numbers. It's not just about butts and bucks. 
While yes, I would love to see more people coming into our church. While yes, I would love to see a larger budget. It's not just because of those who can be like, yes, go us. But I do believe that healthy things grow. If you think about it, it with a plant, like unhealthy plants, they don't grow. They don't produce fruit, right? But ones that are healthy, they produce fruit. They grow. And so while, yes, I want to see that, the bigger concern for us as we, we learn, lean forward into this world is we want to see people's lives be changed in the name of Jesus. We want to see them become uh, more and more in love and committed to Jesus Christ and more and more uh, looking like Jesus Christ. We don't have a big dream of, of just getting people to pray some prayer and sign a card and know a bunch of information. Here's what we want. Our goal is committed followers of Jesus who are deeply changed by Jesus. We don't want just people who, who, who like come to a place so they can just like feel good and be like, oh, that was so great. Like we want to see lives really changed. Because we believe that, 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 that real change, it can take time. We believe that real change takes commitment, but that's what we want. We don't just want to spring up something and just get a bunch of people all excited and be like, ooh, go me. We want them to know the real truth. And we want to see people, we want to see families, we want to see children, we want to see marriages changed and transformed. And so as we look to grow, that's what we want to do. But the reality is what got us here may not be what's taking us the next 10 years. I've been reading a phenomenally interesting book uh, this year called Canoeing Mountains. Think about that one for a minute. Canoeing Mountains. It's this story about the, the changing culture of Christianity and, and, and just how we have to start thinking outside the box. And it talks about anyone who likes history. If you remember Lewis and Clark. So Lewis and Clark uh, get sent out by President Thomas Jefferson onto this expedition as they just you know, purchase this huge amount of land through the Louisiana Purchase, and they have to head out west. And they're commissioned with this mission to go out there and find this waterway that is going to surely flow, you know, on the other side of the Mississippi, but it's going to flow out to the, to, to the Pacific Ocean. And that's what their mission was. Well, the thing is, they planned and they prepared and they assembled a team who was phenomenal canoers, people who were some of the best, most uh, courageous people who had done a lot of canoeing on the Mississippi. And so everything they planned for, everything they thought was going to be just like it was on the east side of the United States. Now, eventually in their quest, they ran into these things called the Rocky Mountains. And they realized there that what got them to that point was probably not going to be what was going to get them to the next point. And so they had to adapt They had to learn new ways, and they had to try. Their mission was still the same. It was still to get to the the Pacific Ocean. But how they were going to get there had to change if they wanted to complete that mission. My friends, I really do believe that we are living in a time where as culture has changed, as different things have changed, it's easy to be like, oh, well, why isn't it this way anymore? When in reality, I think God is looking at us and saying, suck it up and adapt. Figure out new ways. The mission has not changed. But some of our methodology may have to change. And so I don't know what all that means. Don't, don't, like, don't, don't worry. It's not like I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to start wrapping all my sermons or do just something like crazy. But, but the reality is, I'll tell you guys, I'll do anything short of sin to help someone grow in their relationship with Jesus, to meet him. Because we're in a very, very important place, a very important mission. In 
to be honest, personal preference, things like that, to me, those don't matter if it's getting in the way of seeing people's lives changed in the name of Jesus. So in your bulletin, I wanted to highlight that, you uh, had a uh, post-it note. And that is for you uh, to fill out, maybe God has put a dream in your heart. and Maybe you just haven't said it yet. Maybe you're like, that just seems so crazy, I can't even tell anyone yet. Um, you know, I don't believe. Well, yes, I believe that God has called me to uh, be the leader of this church, that he's called the different um, leadership uh, uh, people, the board, the um, the staff. Uh, I don't believe that I that I've got to set me to be some sort of Moses who goes up on top of a mountain and comes down with, with this. This is how things should be. And I believe that God has uniquely wired all of us and he's given us different dreams and passions. And so I'd love for you, if you have an idea, if you have a thought, maybe something that you would love to see, a dream that you have for the next 10 years of South Korea, it doesn't mean that everything you write down is going to be gospel truth and like we're doing every single idea. But maybe God has something that he wants you to share so it sparks a flame that is just going to burst into a fire here at our church uh, and send us on the right direction. So as you leave today, you're going to find there's a basket as you're walking out the back doors. Put your post-it note in there if you have an idea. I would love to hear what you have. And you don't have to sign your name. If you want to sign your name, let's do it. But if your idea is let's fire Pastor Aaron, please don't sign your name. Um, that just seems awkward. I don't want to have to feel this uncomfortable tension. Um, so, But figure that out. Sign those up. All right. The third G is Give. Give. What do we mean by that? Give, really, the better word in some ways is generosity. We believe in generosity here at South Creek, and we believe in generosity being holistic, that it's our time, our talent, and our treasure. And the reason why we believe that is we believe that, one, we see it throughout God's word that he calls us to that, but also we see that if our job as followers of Jesus is to be a reflection of our Savior, if we're to be ambassadors of Christ, we're representations of him here on earth. I don't know if you guys ever picked this up, but God's really generous. He's always available for us. He sent his son to die for us, to make a new way for us. Man, I don't know about you guys, but I don't know how many times I've been in a bad place and he's came through. Actually, you know what? I can't count a time that he didn't. And so when we see the fact that our God is generous, that's our cue, that's our call, that we are generous because God is generous. Just plain and simple. There's lots of other ways we could put it, but we're generous because God is generous. In 1 Timothy 6.18, it just says this. It says this is sort of the theme verse where the heartbeat of this Be Rich series came from. It just says this. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. Command them to do good, be rich in good deeds, and be generous and willing to share. Now, he's not just talking about money there. He's talking about this idea that we are all in. We got some skin in the game. And so here at South Creek, we do believe that when lives are changed, one of the ways that we get in the game is that we do ask people, hey, if this church has blessed you, if you call this your church home, we invite you to be a part of our mission through serving, through spending time here, and through financially partnering with us. And I know some people feel uncomfortable when it's like, oh, gosh, another church talking about money. But the reality is, is if you have something that you're passionate about, that you care about, why should you fear about talking about it? If you had a, a child who had a huge, had some sort of disease, and the only way you could get it is if you were asking people to help be able to get the money for that, some sort of serum or something like that, 
I think most of us would probably say, I can do that because I really believe in it. I care about it. It matters. And they're quite literally his lives on the line. In the same way, I really do believe that when we partner together, we can do more together than we could do on our own. We just can. But also, I don't feel weird. I don't feel bad at asking about it because I believe that God has called us to a very important mission. And we're not just dealing with temporary things. We're not talking just about buildings and mortgages and, and, and new children's building. But we're quite literally talking about marriages that need the help and the restoration. We're talking about people's lives who, who because of an addiction that they have, they need a space like this so that way they can come. We're talking about children's lives who need to know about Jesus Christ in an ever-increasingly dark world. We're talking about people's eternities. And so we talk about that. We are generous because God is generous. I just briefly want to touch on something that someone asked me about last week. Um, our next campaign. Our next campaign started a little over a year ago. And let me tell you guys how thankful I am that we are tracking on target right now, uh, just about perfectly where we're at. This is a three-year thing in which uh, we felt that God was calling us uh, to, to, to raise some funds beyond our normal tithes and offerings in four capacities to pay down on, uh, to continue to make payments on our existing property here. Uh, when we started this uh, church, this location here, this is a $3.3 million project. Uh, we, we recently signed a new uh, uh, refinancing mortgage, which is great and is going to alleviate us uh, some in great ways. Uh, but what's amazing is we're under a million dollars now, which is awesome. So uh, I, I believe, yeah, we can clap for that. And that, that is all because of people's generosity and sacrifice. And, and one of the things in the next 10 years that I believe will happen is that uh, hopefully we'll be able to pay this off before then. Uh, and I just I dream about, I salivate about the idea of what we could do if we didn't have that payment, how we could stretch farther beyond. And um, But so it was to pay down on the existing mortgage, to finish out our new children's building. If you haven't been out there yet, um, maybe after service, after all the kids are there, I'll, I'll be out in the lobby if anyone wants to walk over there. I'll show them it. Um, we're moved in there right now, uh, but we're not finished yet. Uh, our board has been meeting diligently and in, in looking at um, ways that maybe we could uh, find a, a cheaper option if possible. But here's one of the things that's really good news. Uh, as the funds have came in, we're getting closer to the opportunity to maybe be able uh, sooner than later uh, to be able to finish out that building. Now, if you want to know more about that, I'd love to talk to you about that. But the reality is some probably are thinking like, well, wouldn't you just take that first little bit amount of money and throw it into that building? And as much as we'd like to, uh, I think our mortgage lender would not like us to not pay our mortgage. So that's been one of those sort of things. It's sort of like probably if you had a landlord, they wouldn't want you to go to Disney before you paid your rent. But good stewardship, right? But we're getting closer. And so one of the asks that I'm going to make this morning is that maybe if some of you uh, maybe God has blessed you in a way that you weren't expecting this year. Uh, maybe maybe you've already made a commitment to next and you feel like I could come up sooner. Um, you know, the sooner that we have more of the funds, the sooner we can get into that building. The sooner that we can uh, finish it out, I should say. We're already in it, uh, but we can finish it out. And I just think about the amazing tool that it is already. There's already been birthday parties happening in there, which is really cool. Uh, I look forward to this winter as we have some opportunities to do some outreach events in there that you'll hear about. Um, but maybe God's working in your heart. And you know what? Maybe some of you, uh, let, me, let me finish up what the, the last two pieces are. The last two pieces are we're, we're seeing that as, as we continue to grow, we believe God is calling us uh, to be able to increase our leadership capacity. And so, um, man, I'll be honest with you guys. I would love the possibility within the next year to maybe be able to hire another full-time person. 
Uh, I just believe that we could go farther and faster uh, if that was a possibility. And so some of the money is going to go to that, and then some of it is going to go as a, a gift of generosity to our ministry partner, Bridges Outreach, because we really believe in what they're doing here in the community. And so... I'm going to ask that maybe if you are newer since we started next, uh, as you'll leave today, you'll find a table that has uh, both a basket to put your sticky note ideas in, uh, but also has uh, next envelopes. And, and maybe take it home, pray about it, and think about maybe if God is calling you and your family to join in on this journey. It's, not, it's never too late to join in. Or maybe some of you, you're, you're saying, man, I feel like God's blessed me uh, greater than when we started this, and I, I'd like to make a new commitment, and that would be awesome. Um, but I would just thank you so much for that. I know that is uh, something that, you know, we go above and beyond. And, and I always want to remind people, uh, you know, my wife Hunter and I, we're in on this too. Um, we're in on next. And uh, it's been amazing how God still provides even when uh, it feels like the, the month is coming up. And, oh, gosh, that, that's going to come out too. Uh, but I truly believe that we're making investments into heaven. We're making investments uh, that, are, that are, are, are far beyond anything that we could have here on earth. And so... Uh, I'm really excited about next. Our last piece is go. And go truly just fits in this concept that we want to get outside of the walls of this place. Uh, we want to get beyond just here, that this is our gathering hub. This is our place where lots of ministry happens. But so much of it is to send us back out into the community to see lives changed, to do ministry. And so uh, I'm going to invite up uh, Pastor Jerry and uh, the band. They're going to close us out in a song in just a second. Um, You've heard this before. This is, this is the Great Commission, Matthew chapter 28. And uh, this is where this really comes from for us, that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded for you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Friends, I don't know exactly, specifically what all of the going for us is going to look like. But here's a couple things that I, that I think about. In the next 10 years, my, my hope for us is that in our community, these are some of the things that we're known for. That we're known for our partnerships in the community and beyond. For our impact in the schools, for the way that we love the orphans and the widows, for the way that we're helping people on their recovery journey, for how we care about and are invested in the next generation, for how we make our space available to the community, how, for how we are generous with our time, talent, and our treasure to a place where it just seems ridiculous and foolish, and for how we're making Kokomo feel more like heaven. And lastly, I hope that we are looking to love people and help lead them to new life in Christ. Those are some of my dreams. Those are some of my hopes as we go. Pastor Jerry, if you'd come on up here, uh, I'm going to grab a microphone for you, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask everybody to, thank you, uh, to go ahead and stand. Uh, Pastor Jerry, uh, I, I wanted to make sure that he was a part of this service today. Uh, Pastor Jerry was the associate pastor for how many years here? I think about 15. About 15 years, and he's been a part of this church all the 10 years in, in the lead up to this. And I asked Pastor Jerry that as we are, are, are looking towards this, as we've celebrated these 10 years and God has blessed us, and as we look forward to the next 10, you know, oftentimes we find that in the church, especially the early church, they would commission people as they would be sent out onto a new ministry venture. And so I've asked Jerry if he would pray a prayer of blessing for us as a church uh, and, and a prayer of commissioning for us as we continue to try to reach people in the name of Jesus here through this ministry. Heavenly Father, we're thankful to be able to look back over the years of your faithfulness. And we know that it is only by your grace that we've come this far. 
But Lord, we're thankful for the decades of, of your, your great leadership through men and women of God uh, in this body. And we thank you today, Lord, that souls are still coming in through uh, your Holy Spirit, Lord, as you're working in and through our congregation. And we pray today in the name of Jesus, Lord, for everyone standing here today, that we will be faithful to uh, uh, follow on with the vision that those that have gone before us have had. We pray, Lord, that you will give us grace to uh, reach those that are uh, in need, the lowly, the uh, heartbroken, and those that are downtrodden. Lord, we pray uh, that you will help us as the people of God to take our place in this community, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.